welcome to Emma's podcast. In today's show, we're going to do something a little bit interesting, a little bit different than what I normally talk. Topic of today is who would you like to have dinner with? That's a very good question. So before we get started, let's picture a location. So we need a location. It could be your backyard, a different country where you lived in. Just picture where would you like that dinner taking place as well? May as well have everything that we would like, including what would you serve for that dinner? Let's play with your imagination because this is the fun part of it. Our imagination, I always mention that, is the most powerful tool you will ever have. This is what connects you with the universe, the infinite wisdom of the universe. If you need something, you always ask the universe to provide it to you. But in this case, let's have fun and relax. So if you're driving, don't even listen to that podcast. Do it when you're at home or somewhere where you can sit comfortably and relax. So for this one today, we are focusing on our dinner. Well, in my case, because I'm inviting people today, it's my turn to have my wonderful dinner, and I like to host dinner every once in a while. But this time, I decided to fly back to Italy. I'm flying back to Italy, and I'm choosing Tuscany. Tuscany is a beautiful place in Italy where we are from Venice, Originally, so it, uh, Tuscany is on the opposite side of where we are from, but it's a beautiful area where the architecture and the Chianti and the olive groves, all of these beautiful views between the Mediterranean, between the sea and the rugged Apennine mountains, you have the island of Elbaz and their beaches, but where I would like to see it, it's near the sea with a beautiful backdrop. If you close your eyes, breathe in, imagine you see beautiful olive trees, vineyards, because there is vineyard as well with the county, just peaceful and you can hear the, the insect and you can hear nature. It's a peaceful area. There is not much going on and you just can hear people starting to prepare the food. You hear the chef, the cook, everybody at it. You have a beautiful backyard and you have a long wooden table. We're going rustic on that. Your smell starting to smell the bread being made. As you can see, they are preparing already some of the appetizers, which will be olive crushed olives with um, tomatoes. Just beautiful, just uh, typical. And we got as well, because uh, Italy is very well renowned as every region you know, around the world, to have their own dishes. When I'm saying plates, um, I am preparing my dinner, but I'm going to have great guests because I want to have a fun conversation. But with that fun conversation, I want 
the peace and the love coming in. So I'm lining up candles on that table. There is flowers around as well as the sun moving down and we're hitting sunset so the guest arrived. I have a few people I'm gonna invite for this dinner and I'm gonna start with Lord Ganesh and beautiful Lakshmi. Those are two deities that are close to my heart and I do love to talk to them every day. Sitting next to them will be Leonardo da Vinci. Having a conversation with him would be amazing, showing what his drawings centuries ago has become and materialized because he was the first one to create helicopters to drive them, tanks, and other things that he did. And we found uh, when he was under François I in France, when he moved over there, he had tons of sketches. Then I would like to have, and I would be very humbled to have Padre Pio at my table. Padre Pio was a priest in South Italy, and he passed away many years ago. But I remember when I was little and he was celebrating the Mass, so you could see him. And he was, he's such a holy man and he's very well known. And there is a pilgrimage in, in a monastery where he lived, it's very busy, just south of Rome. So I would love to have him at my table and I would like to have a great conversation with him about my childhood and how he impacted my life because seeing him. And it helped me later on when I called upon him for help. He was by my side. And that's somebody who really impacted me, even though I never met him. But in, was still, he was still alive in mid-70s, 1970s. And I remember him through that. Now, somebody that I do absolutely love and who passed away as well, it's Umberto Eco. I would love to have a conversation about the philosophy and history because he was, um, and I don't know if people know him, he's well known for being an Italian philosopher and he was a great teacher at the University of Bologna and a Pulitzer recipient. He published numerous books. One that is still being used and translated around the world is how to write a thesis. But he wrote The Name of the Roses. He wrote a lot of books that I absolutely love. The uh, Foucault's Pendulum. It is somebody who is still extremely respected and was absolutely wonderful. Next to him, to make it even more interesting, I would like to have Merlin should be there as well as a powerful alchemist. It would be great to have a few lessons from him uh, sitting and understanding what the alchemist world is because we do have, and I do have, I'm the first, I will be the first one to admit, I do have some um, expectation of what an alchemist is. Most people like me uh, imagine, and that came later on in my life and I realized that wasn't the case, Imagine that being an alchemist is what we call it, turning metal to gold. Well, an alchemist is a little bit more than that. And then I wrote a blog about an alchemist that should be coming up in the next week or two. In regard of, we are all alchemists. We are all co-creators. Now it depends how close you are with the universe to materialize what you wish for but you're co-creating with the universe. So having him there will be 
fabulous because it will be a good way to get some of his lessons and understanding and see what he can do and what we can co-create. I also would like because I'm a history buff and I have a passion. I believe in one of my parallel life, I was one of them as well. It's Jacques de Molay, who was the last Templar Grandmaster. I do have a passion for history. The Knights Templar got my attention when I was in my late teens. And the Templar managed to finance for the French kingdoms. They were the first who created checks. So the checks come from those guys used to found the crusade. They were called notes at that time. But somebody will, if you wanted to found a crusade, you would go first, uh, wrote up and said how much you wanted to put it in it. You would get a notes from the Templar in France or wherever you were located. You would go to Portugal with your notes and say, okay, we can go and get on our way for a crusade. And that's what they were doing. I would like. I would ask him about the life he had uh, with his companion, but also the last day of the Templar, because the heresy and the lies, uh, the jealousy with the king, because the king, the fall from the Templar came from the king, the king's brother who was part of the finance. He was doing some of the finance in France, but the Templar were the one overseeing how money was spent in France. And it did not please to the king at that time. They wanted full control of the money. And in order to get it, what they did, they discredited the Templars, saying they were doing some homosexual activities, and they basically destroyed them this way. And when they went and did what they did with the Pope and everything else, well, this is how they allegedly destroyed the Templar, which he gave time for the Templar to move to other countries safely, like England, Germany, and others to escape. Some did not, some did. Jacques de Molay was basically killed um, on the last days. He was one of the persons sacrificed. So this would have been interesting to talk to him about that period with him. One other one that I love is France was divided, I think it was three different kingdoms, three or four. They were divided between cousins. And King Merove was the second Frank Felician king. And he basically is the one who, in the list of the lineage he had, called the Merovingien, and are still part of the aristocracy, were the one who basically took over all of those regions. They battled them out, and he was the king. So you get the Merovingian family and the Carolingian. The Merovingian are the one, and they're always saying King Merove comes from the lineage of Jesus. There is a lineage and there is a link between Merove and Jesus. So this is coming from those guys. So it's very interesting when you're learning your history, where it's coming from, where all of those guys are coming from. So Merove would be one of them that I would like to have her on the table too, because he is the aristocracy, but this is a great history between the Merovingien and the Carolingien. I'm a Merove, I'm not a Carolingien, I'm a Merovingien. At the time of um, the decapitation of uh, Antoinette and her and the king, you could hear two things. You could hear the 
Merovingian who thought it was basically a payback for killing that line lineage and have the Carolingian who took over the reign in France. So it's very interesting, but I would love to have him at my side. Two other individuals that I would love to have, and I have a passion for both of them, is King Solomon and his beautiful wife, the Queen of Sheba. I have read about their life and beautiful love story, and I would love to have them at my table. It would be an honor and a delight. Something individuals don't understand the Queen of Sheba reigned in one part of Ethiopia. The King Salmon reigned in his kingdom as well. So both of them could not see each other every day. But she knew how to teleport herself to his kingdom. And they did that for many years. People are assuming that King Solomon had several wives. But in fact, he only had one, and he was the Queen of Sheba. She wasn't there 24 by 7. And she used to go, and every time people recounted seeing a woman, they assume he was a different wife or a different mate he had. And in fact, it wasn't. He was the Queen of Sheba. She always came back to him. But people assume Queen of Sheba came over there once or twice, and that was it, which it wasn't true. One book that I'm going to reference is Doreen Virtue, and she wrote the story by... Um, connecting with both of them about their story. And this is one of the most beautiful, very well told from both of them of their love life. And the Queen of Sheba knew how to trans transport herself. We were a thousand miles away and she used teletransportation to see him. So it's very interesting and always made me smile when I'm hearing people talking about King Salmon and say, yes, he had, I don't remember how many wives. I'm like, no, it's only the one and unique one. He was the Queen of Sheba. is only love. The woman, he absolutely fell in love. But both of them had to run two different countries and she had to go back to Ethiopia. So this is a very interesting love story as well. And I would love to sit down and enjoy a dinner with all of them. It would be nice because I can see this dinner in June. So if you close your eyes and you see a small village in Tuscany, if you don't, just Google Tuscany and picture any of those small villages where houses are in stone. It's a narrow street. It's very quiet. And you're in a villa, just the view, beautiful view of the sea, and on the other side, you turn around as you're sitting and you turn around and you see that rugged mountain view. Beautiful cover with beautiful olive trees. Very peaceful, very Italian, beautiful. And you can feel the peacefulness, the power of that area. This is what it is. And you're just preparing the meal. And the meal, I'm going to add, it would be a salad to start with, maybe a niçoise, with some corn, with some olives, uh, tomatoes, with a nice vinaigrette, with some parsley, chives, 
just the earthy good salad. That will be the, the first course. To the main course would be because you could have vegetarians in there, so we're going to respect everybody at that level. It would be, I would love to have lambs. Just nice, done lambs, a, a rack of lambs, beautifully done. We're going to do with risotto, lamb with on the side, on a bed with risotto and spinach. Something very earthy and light. And for people who don't eat meat, we would have some fried eggplant, uh, with uh, we can even even having fun with adding some tofu in there as well. We're not gonna say to them it's not from Italy. We're not. Shh, we don't. But something very earthy at that level, beautiful. I don't uh, want to do the typical pasta dish because there is so much with the rice. We can do rice, we can do, and we can do a nice combination with some uh, spice into it, uh, especially you're talking chili uh, and anything like that. So that would be absolutely beautiful and with some nice little herbs to add it to the tingle of it. I don't personally drink, so that would be water for me. But for everybody else, is for the guests, a little Chianti. That would go perfectly with the lamb. Then as we talk and share, and I show them what we have done so far in the world, because it would be nice to show them what has happened since they came back, since they came and visit here. What happened from the time they were alive, which could have been early um, 900 to now, to 19. 76, 78, what has changed? Show them the technology, show them what we have become, what are our projects, what are we doing, and ask them for their wisdom. What word of wisdom would they want to share with us now? What would they want to say? Would they be happy to see how we evolved? Or would have been concerned because we're still fighting among countries or among people? What would be the message from their time for what I, they're seeing today could serve us well? That would be an interesting conversation. And having this kind of individual for me around the table would be absolutely mind-blowing because you got so many people from so many centuries that it would be nice to know what they think about what we have become, how we have evolved, knowing that women had no words um, that on some of those centuries, they were only basically part of the fixture, they were nothing else to where we are today. Looking at uh, the beautiful love between King Solomon and his beautiful wife, the Queen of Sheba, it would be so beautiful to hear about their love story and think about what would they want us to know about the love, about how to be, because those two lived in two different countries. It would be absolutely mind-blowing for me to hear them talking about their lives, about their responsibilities, because both of them had to run a country, and that's a lot on your shoulders. So it would be absolutely wonderful. It would be a moment where I would stop the time and talk to them for hours. Having Merlin... Berlin, the alchemist, having it by my side, showing me some few things, 
and understanding on others. As I said, we all think, and I think that way, I used to think that way when I could hear, what is an alchemist? Well, somebody who is making gold. I want to make gold too. Well, an alchemist is, I am an alchemist. I make things materialize. I did it for my sister with her car. I'm doing it for a lot of things, and I do, and for people around me. I will make things appear. I can make things disappear, but I make things appear. And I help. So being an alchemist, it's not only about the gold, which I would like the recipe for the gold, which would be great. I would be like, can you give me the recipe for the gold and the platinum? We would love to have the platinum too. (laughs) If you have it, please share with me. But it would be nice to have his point of view and see what he can do. That would be great. And let us know what is that moment of peace at that moment of time. What can we do better? How can we do better? Talking about Umberto Eco, who passed away a few years ago compared to everybody else's, it would be nice to talk to him about all of the history, because he was a very well-renowned Italian philosopher. He was extremely well-respected. He has wrote so many books, and I do have a bunch of them, uh, even how to write a thesis. I have this one, too, because I started to read it. But he is one of my favorite ones, because the Foucault Spondulum is one of my favorite books, with uh, The Name of the Roses, which was one of the best uh, movies as well that was done in uh, 30 years ago. Still, and it was with Sean Connery. But it would be wonderful to have Padre Pio at the table as well, talking about what he has done and what he sees in this world. Having everybody from Lord Ganesh to beautiful Lakshmi, having them would be just a blessing and a very unforgettable moment. I do ask them for help. I do I talk to them every day and the few Lord Ganesh appears more often than beautiful Lakshmi because beautiful Lakshmi is more shy. They are deities that it's a pleasure to have around. It's always humbling. Everybody else is from Leonardo da Vinci to everybody else. I would like to see and see the face of Leonardo da Vinci showing him the iPhone, showing him an iPad, showing him what we have accomplished, even uh, showing him tanks, helicopters, as I mentioned earlier, everything he has thought about and that came from the universe, showing him how far we came, show him that we went on the moon and we, are, we have a space station, that would be mind-blowing to see his face and see what he had to say, because he would be quite surprised about that. Seeing everything and showing them everything would be a pleasure. But for you, the question is, this is for me. And that's kind of a fun exercise to sometimes sit down, close my eyes, and imagine being in Tuscany. Imagine preparing with some of the chefs this, be- this beautiful meal and having them and when they arrive, hosting that dinner and ha- listening what they have to say. Picture that for a moment. Picture with who you would like to host the dinner for. It can be, as I say, it can be somebody alive or deceased. Who would you love to have 
dinner with? And imagine the conversation. Let your imagination run. Picture yourself wherever. It can be in your kitchen. It can be in your living room. It can be at Versailles. It can be in Maui. It can be in uh, Sydney, Australia. Where would you really love to host that dinner? And imagine you got the place. You don't have to worry about anything. You got a place. You got it's yours. It's your house wherever it is. It's the space. Just take the time to imagine because when you're doing this, you are using your imagination. You are functioning. You are finally starting to let your spirit speak. It's not your ego. Let the ego asleep. Just do that exercise. Those are kind of fun exercises where you let your imagination drift and you do your own movie in your head and you are now starting to exercise your brain, your imagination, the most powerful tool you will ever have. Now it's time to start to use it. So who would it be for you? It could be Mother Teresa. It could be the Queen of England. It could be, uh, I don't know, George Bush. It could be Obama's, both of them. It could be anyone. You want politics? Go get for the politics. You don't want politics? Take the royal. You don't want the royal? text um, somebody else's, then you really would like to sit down and imagine the conversation. And it has to be a peaceful conversation. So if you say, I'm going to go get somebody I don't like and we're going to throw dishes into our faces. No, 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 no. The, the goal is to imagine yourself in a peaceful environment. Like I am feeling it. I'm feeling the sun. I'm hearing the insect, the seagulls. I'm hearing everything. I'm having fun. It smells good. The food smells good. It's like, oh, it's just beautiful. And hosting those dinners, it's fun. It's peaceful. It's a moment where you can take off yourself from this world, from where we are, and just in that beautiful bubble, Imagine a moment of peacefulness, loveliness, and enjoying the best dinner you ever had and the conversation that goes with it. And for me, I can picture how Leonardo da Vinci would look amazed to see the technology. It would be mind-blowing for him. Padre Pio, having such a blessing conversation with him and blessing the table, the same with Umberto Eco, just say, hey, talking about history and Foucault's pendulum, here's Jack Domole, let's have a conversation between you, Jack Domole, what happened the last days of the Templar? What happened when you were running and you were the Grandmaster? How was your days? Because you had to deal with the finance of the kingdom in France, and you had to deal with the crusades, and you had to deal with everything. How did you do that? How did you do training? How, where did you move all of the gold and everything else? Because I would like to know too. There's a lot of people who would love to know where the, those uh, treasures are buried. But me will not be to go and make the money. I would love to know because I would like to see what they got. There is gold, there is, there is jewelries, there is a lot of things. So this will be beautiful. King Merovi was the second Frank Salesian king. I would love to uh, talk to him. 
because we have so little about how he got about to be able to become the king of France and started the Merovingian line, I would love to know how he did it. That would be, I would be absolutely passionate to know that portion of it. But as I said, a beautiful love story you cannot invent and rewrite is between King Salmon and Queen of Sheba. This is one of the most beautiful love story has not been um, read it right. Because again, the Queen of Sheba was the only woman who the King of Salmon loved and he spent his life with. But this again, I would love to hear about their love story. I would love to see both of them because I can picture them right now looking at each other in their eyes and you could feel the love, that absolutely beautiful, unconditional love. Something that I would love to have a conversation with is how did they run their kingdom as well? Because as I said, she was young and she had to run her kingdom, so did he. So it would be such an interesting night. It would be, oh my goodness, mind-blowing for me. And all of this in a remote place where life is peaceful, listening to everyone speaking and sharing their thoughts, showing them what the world is today. And I would love to have their feedback on what they're saying. For you, my question is, take the time, close your eyes, and let me know where would you like to host your dinner and who would be your guest and what kind of conversation you would have with your guest. Thank you for listening to Daddy's podcast. It's a little lighter and a different way to utilize your imagination because it's easy to listen to me talking, but giving you some exercise to do and start to learn to use your imagination and going back as a kid, because as children, we used to use our imagination a lot. My imagination, I spent my time in my bubble and in my own world. But as we are growing as adults, we lost the sight of our imagination. And it's time to step back, learn back, or I should say claim back our imagination. So if you do that exercise, it's all maybe silly for you. Some of you say, well, Emma, you don't even have a clue. I don't care. I'm running 200 miles an hour. Well, take the time to stop slow down, and just do that little silly game. Just start to ask you the question, where would I host my dinner? And even to make it even more fun, make it a plan, write it down, and just describe where, what, how, when, and just start to imagine the place, the food, the people you would like around, and the conversation. This is the way to start to use your imagination. So thank you for listening for today's podcast. The next podcast is going to be an interesting one because it's titled Success is not always given to you. And this is based on you have, and some of you, like me, did not have anything landed on the silver platter for me. I had to go get it. Or you had a goal and it took a U-turn, an unexpected U-turn. So how to reach your goal? Not everyone in this lifetime have their success given to them. Sometimes you have to go get it. 
that's what our journey is all about. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Have a beautiful day. All my love. Bye-bye now. 